0: Hi friends! Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church.
1: We love being encouraged to live out our faith in Jesus by hearing the stories of women in our church community. We are so glad that you're here.
0: Happy Easter! We are so glad that you've joined us for our third episode of our Easter series here on Encouraged and Equipped. Today, we're focusing on celebration. We
1: would love for you to join us in celebrating by accessing our Easter devotional guide while you're listening. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, you can scroll down to the show notes and it'll be right there for you. And if you're joining us on YouTube, you can click the link in the description and that will pull up a PDF of that Easter devotional guide.
0: In today's episode, Olivia Tokar and Kate Tokar join me to talk about celebration. Here's our conversation. Hi, I'm so excited that Kate and Olivia are here with us because we are going to talk about celebration. It is just after Easter, and obviously Jesus is alive year round, but it's the time of year that we are especially reminded that Jesus is alive and we are gonna talk about that today, specifically how that plays into our life through celebration. Kate and Olivia are mother and daughter. They are wonderful. Olivia is a freshman at TCU, and their family is from the area and have been a part of Christ Chapel a long time. So we are honored that y'all are here. Thank you. Thank you. We love to start off each episode by asking, what is a little something that has brought you joy lately? So I'd love to take just a minute. Kate, we'll start with you. Okay. What is a little something that has brought you joy lately? Well, since Olivia's been going to TCU,
1: we have occasionally gotten dinner together. So we try to do it every couple of weeks. And so far, we keep going to Tokyo Cafe because it's delicious. (laughs) It is. Um, And so that has brought me a lot of joy just to get to see her midweek and get to catch up um and connect with her so that's been really fun for me that's awesome
0: (laughs) yeah it is super fun olivia what is a little something that's brought you joy lately
2: Well, also getting dinner with mom, but um, (laughs) I got to this past weekend, go to my first rock climbing competition. I've been in the rock climbing club and that was very fun. And then the next day we went outdoor rock climbing and it was really fun to be outside and the weather was amazing and just like admire God's creation and then climb some rocks. So it was really new to
0: rock climbing or is this a hobby you've had a while? I've started last summer.
2: So not super long, but not like just super recent either. So it's very fun. And she got third. Are you serious? That's she amazing. You tell that. Women it's, it's beginner is- category. So, <laughs> so great.
1: I, I think that's awesome. I couldn't do one. Like I, I would be stuck at the bottom. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, like I said, we are here to talk about celebration. We have been talking about how Sin has created a brokenness in our own lives mm-hmm. and in the world. We have grieved and lamented over that. And the only hope any of us has of salvation, of forgiveness, of being unbroken is because Jesus took that punishment on the cross for our sin, was resurrected from the dead, and graciously gives us forgiveness and righteousness in His uh, power and life gets to flow through us. And we are so grateful for that. And I know that one of my favorite hymns or favorite things to do on Easter is to sing Christ the Lord is risen today on Easter Sunday. (laughs) And so as I think about Easter, that is one memory that I have. But I would love to also talk with you. When you guys think about celebration, when you think about Easter, and, and I will mention that celebration is more than just being loud and boisterous. It includes that, but celebration can be very quiet and tender and meaningful. And so we are going to hopefully, as we chat, talk about the full scope of that. But Kate, when you think about Easter, what is either something specifically meaningful Mm -hmm. regarding celebration at Easter or some memories from Easter time that make you want to smile and celebrate?
1: Yeah. So I think for me, just really thinking about who I am and where i would be without jesus um i love ephesians 2 12 and 13 it says remember that you were at one time separated from christ having no hope and without god in the world but now in christ jesus you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of christ and there is just no better gift and so i love thinking about that thinking about who like like i said who i am and where i would be without him um, would be totally lost and so i love that verse so,
2: yeah, I definitely um, feel the same, just that I don't feel like I can really fully celebrate God and what He's done for me until I acknowledge who I am as a sinner and yeah. just sort of focusing on. The magnitude of my sin reminds me how great His grace is, and that is really what prompts me to celebrate. And I had just written down Romans 3, 23 and 24, which says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by His grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that just really prompts me to celebrate just how good He is.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. And I do think that that, which is part of why we've spent a couple of weeks on our podcast talking about brokenness and lament because we've seen hopefully or tasted some of how significant our sin is and how significant mm-hmm. the brokenness is. And that just pushes us to recognize how great Christ's sacrifice was yes, and how absolutely. much he's done and the joy that comes from that. And I just love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm
1: celebration
0: is so wonderful.
1: Yeah. I was thinking about, um, last year we did the Tenebrae service at church and I loved it so much. Like I really felt like, because, you know, sometimes, um, Easter just comes and suddenly we're to Sunday and I didn't even have time to pause and think about what Jesus has done for me. And so I love doing that and having the time to really kind of be somber and contemplate and think about what he has done for us. Um,
0: and tell and what the Chenebrae he... service is, if someone so, doesn't know. Yeah. So
1: it's a service on Friday nights, and I'm pretty sure they have them at all the campuses. And there, um, last year, the way that we did it, there were um, readings kind of from the Bible, kind of you know talking about um, leading up to the death of Jesus and the death of Jesus and the music that went along with it. And so it was just a really sweet service. And it because of the way it moves you through that time, it really helps you to really... Um, embrace and be thankful for what he's done for you, you know, and you just really see his suffering. Um, and, and that was just such a gift. I loved it. Um, and I think after that, then you can rightly celebrate, you know, the fact that he rose from the dead and what he's done for us. And so something that we've usually done is to have, um, on Easter to actually celebrate is to have lunch with friends. And so we don't have family that lives near here. And so that's been a real blessing to us to get to do that. Um, and get together with them, so.
2: Yeah, that's always super fun. And sort of on the other side of, you know, we have the time of lamenting his death, but then I've really enjoyed getting to go to those services. But then also I get to play um, piano on Easter the past few years I've gotten to, which has been really fun and a really sweet so time awesome. to celebrate and lead others in worshiping God as well. So it's been very fun to have like both sides of it and mm-hmm. really like be thankful for what he's done and then celebrate as well. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. Obviously, celebration is at Easter, but it's also intended to be Mm year-round. And I know that over the course of a year, different circumstances come into our life. We are all built a little bit differently, so our personalities can influence maybe how we celebrate at different seasons. But because Jesus is alive, that is something that we can celebrate and impacts us year-round. Yes, for sure. So talk a little bit about either some things that are meaningful to you or reminders of how to worship or just stories about what celebration looks like for you year round.
1: Yeah. You know, I really don't like to limit celebrating Jesus like just to Christmas or just to Easter. I think those are great reminders to kind of get you back on track if you had wandered off. But, um, you know, I love to really do that all year long. And some things I like to do, I have many ways. I need lots of reminders. Um, of course, reading the Bible and celebrating who He is and what He's done. And then I think in that, looking for His attributes, who He is, and just seeing, learning more about Him. Um, Also, journaling is real helpful for me. Um, And then in the back of my journal, I just keep a running list of things I'm grateful for, which is really fun to be able to go back. Some of them are very small, like I'm thankful for air conditioning or the sunshine, you know, but some are like, I had a great conversation with a friend or, you know, God did something really special for me or something, you know? So um, I think also in our home celebrating with um, our two daughters, even though Olivia's at TCU now, um, still when she comes home, um, by sharing what God has done and the ways that we see Him in our life. And I think that Um, hopefully it blesses them. And it blesses me because then I remember what God has done. And that's really helpful. And I think along with that, just in general, celebrating and recognizing how God has answered our prayers, because, you know, it's easy to kind of go from one prayer request to another, you know, like I have this need, and then you just sort of, it then blends into the next one, into the next one, and then, you know, not ever stopping and, and seeing what He's done. And then I think sharing prayer requests with others, praying for others, and following up to see how God answered um, is really a great way to celebrate because then you get to see what God is doing. And So it's really fun to get to be a part of praying for others and then getting to see how, how God answers. And then the last thing I was thinking of is I've gotten to teach the third grade girls at church, and it is such a fun class. They love Jesus so much and every week we celebrate him we do that with songs you know at the beginning and then we have a story and then but they just have so much enthusiasm and they're just they're old enough to understand but young enough to still be it's really sweet and special to them and so i have been really blessed to get to be with them each week and kind of enjoy their enthusiasm for the lord so
2: yeah that's so fun i really um, like you were saying, journaling and prayer requests always love the times that I've written down prayer requests and then yeah. gone back and read them and either seen how God answered them or did something better than I even knew to pray for. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I even <laughs> yeah. Um, He's a, probably a little bit smarter than I am. <laughs> just, me, just a little bit. Um, yeah, but one of the ways that I really love celebrating him year round is, like I said, on the being on the worship team, it's really, really um, sweet to be able to lead others in worship as well as worshiping him myself. And I feel like I've learned a lot about sort of stepping into the mindset of, oh, this is for his glory. This is like being thankful and celebrating Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. because I want to be sure that when I'm doing that it's very intentional and that my heart is in the place of not focusing on necessarily, oh, I hope I played this note right. Or I hope I did this right. But, um, hoping that my heart is in the place of worshiping him and celebrating him. And I've learned a lot about like, that should be my mindset, all of the time. Why is that (laughs) just when I'm (laughs) playing piano that I'm being really intentional Mm -hmm. about making my mindset that? So that's one of the ways that I love celebrating year round and sort of transferring that just into my daily life as well.
0: I think it's so fun that as a part of what you both shared, that celebrating Jesus was involved in getting to serve. Yes. Because sometimes I feel like, okay, there's, I'm going to celebrate Jesus and then I'm going to Air quotes give something back to Jesus right. by serving. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you both chose things like Kate. You regularly talk to me about. I just love my third grade girls. Yes, <laughs> <I> <laughs> like, really like do. that. <laughs> like sir. Like Kate's like don't mess with my Sunday morning they third grade girls. Like it brings you such it does. joy. It really you know. Does. And Olivia, you put a lot of time and effort and playing the piano isn't easy. And it's early on a Sunday, and it's a time that maybe other people are sleeping in or just grabbing a cup of coffee on the way in and you've been up for hours, but yet that is a means of celebration for you. And sometimes I think we separate celebration from service. And I just love that for both of you, you kind of connected those (laughs) and that that service makes you want to celebrate and gives you an opportunity to celebrate It does. And before we move on, I just want to say real quickly, I did not seek out the third grade class.
1: God brought them to me and changed my heart because I was the person that did not want to commit to it every Sunday. Like who would want to commit to doing that? What if you need to go out of town or whatever? And now I'm like, I'm going to be there because I have to be there because I love them. Um, And so I think, you know, when God brings service, something that he wants us to do into our lives, it gives us a lot of joy. Because I think when we think about like, oh, I've got to go find something to do, it can feel like, oh, that's going to be work. And it doesn't feel that way when it's something He's given us, you know, and it blesses you. So Hmm. we can move on. I know that wasn't our topic.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I just had to say it. We're just (laughs) chatting. And I I don't know if you will say this later or not, but Olivia, I'm going to ask because I've heard you say before that you've talked about the difference between celebration and worship. Do you remember saying that to me before? It was very Mm -hmm. impactful. You said that. You can worship without celebration, but you can't celebrate without worship. Mm. Would you be able to explain kind of what you mean by that? Because that was very impactful for me.
2: For sure. Um, I definitely think that it's easy to sort of go through the motions on a Sunday morning, whether you're doing service in the classroom or just attending the service. Um, I think that we can sing the songs and not be thinking about it. and So maybe we're worshiping Him like with our lips, but our hearts aren't in it, Mm -hmm. and we're doing service to serve him, but our hearts aren't in it. And so I definitely think that it's possible to outwardly worship him, but not um, be inwardly worshiping him. And so, but we cannot celebrate him in our hearts and acknowledge what he's done Mm -hmm. and be joyful without worship, because that comes as a natural response. If we understand how good he is and are celebrating him in that, that is a form of worship and that is pleasing to him. So,
0: Yeah, I love that thought. I also want to kind of turn the tables. We've talked about um, maybe some times when it's easier to celebrate. And I know that there are seasons in our lives that are hard to celebrate. And I would say that there are seasons where even outward exuberant celebration is not the appropriate response. (laughs) We are to (laughs) grieve with those who grieve. Like that's (laughs) not always the appropriate response. But there can be an underlying sense of joy and celebration even when things are hard. And I think sometimes when God, when we are in a hard situation, God wants to actually teach us about Himself and push us to celebration, even when the external circumstances are hard. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on what does celebration look like when circumstances are hard? Olivia, what do you think about that? Yeah, for sure. Um, I've definitely gone through phases
2: of not feeling like celebrating like anything um i've struggled with depression before and oftentimes in those moments i don't ever want to feel better i just want to stay in the sadness and mm. um there's nothing there's no like nothing within me that even wants like oh i hope i can feel like celebrating today it's like no i hope i still feel sad and i want to just like rest in that sadness but um i think that celebrating god when we don't feel like celebrating based off our life circumstances really starts with remembering just what He's done and focusing on that. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I need to try to force my emotions to change because I am a very like analytical person and analyze my emotions and think, okay, I need to feel this way about this. But <laughs> it doesn't mean I have to force myself to feel happy when my life isn't happy. It just starts with remembering who He is and what He's done. And then in turn, I've always found that celebration naturally follows that and that mm-hmm. Just going into like, okay, I'm just going to read the Bible and, you know, remember who he is. And then I
0: always feel so much better after doing that. Mm-hmm. And I like that you talked about, and I've, I think I've mentioned it already a couple of times like, celebration doesn't always have to be loud and boisterous. Mm-hmm. Like, it can mm-hmm. be, you know, but just in that moment of you talking about my personality is to be more analytical and that. Would lead me sometimes to kind of that quiet just celebration over the scripture of who Jesus is, even after a hard day. Yeah. And I think that that is a valuable, important part of celebration that sometimes we don't talk about. And I really like that you Mm -hmm. emphasize that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that if we're celebrating him just when our life is easy, then, you know, we're just happy because life is happy. And that doesn't mean we're not thankful to him. But I think the sweetest times of my life have been when like my only celebration and joy is because of him, because then I truly get to see his goodness and comfort and sovereignty just based off him and how good he is and not just anything
0: else. Mm -hmm. That's profound. Thank you. That's great insight.
1: Well, I was thinking about recently, it's just been a little bit hard to celebrate and find hope in heaven and what's coming because I'm just kind of in a hard season and I'm tired and I want it now. I don't want (laughs) to
0: wait. (laughs) We have no idea what that feels like. Yeah, I know (laughs) that I'm the
1: only one experiencing that, but... (laughs) Um, I love the verse in Habakkuk. Um, It says, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines. Um, And then he gives some other bad situations. And he says, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take great joy in the God of my salvation. And similarly in Lamentations 321, Jeremiah says, but this I call to mind and therefore have hope. And I think we really do have to do that. We have to call to mind um, so that we can celebrate who God is. Um, and I think that takes some effort sometimes. And we see David doing that in the Psalms, you know, I mean, maybe the Psalm starts that he's overwhelmed or he's sad or he's afraid. And by the end of it, he's praising God, you know? And so you just see people in the Bible that walked with the Lord. Um, you see them moving through that, reminding themselves who God is and what he's done. And a specific example I thought of, um, that a time it's been difficult to celebrate is, um, when we moved to Ohio, so Olivia was three And our younger daughter, Annika, was six months old, and we were alone for Thanksgiving. So what happens, we didn't know in Ohio, at least where we lived, everybody went in for the winter, and it's just gray the whole winter until like May, and then it's a great summer, it's lovely. But it was really sad and lonely. And we had these little kids, we lived far away, our family was having Thanksgiving all together like they always did. And it was not a day I felt like naturally celebrating. Um, I didn't feel very thankful that that Thanksgiving. (laughs) Um, And it was just hard to celebrate much of anything during that time. And so that was an example I thought of when thinking about you know like when something has been hard But that was also like the first season of my life where I was starting to be dependent upon the Lord and reading my Bible. I mean, I have so many notes in my Bible about, you know, this day in Ohio and, you know, here was the, this date where I was praying for God to do, you know, this thing or encourage me or whatever. And so I just, um, I think he does use those seasons. They're not my favorite seasons, (laughs) but he uses them um, and develops in us this deep, Celebration, I think that's different than just kind of a surface level celebration. So,
0: yeah, as we are, as I started to think about celebration, I reflected on times in my life where I felt like there are times that celebration almost feels spontaneous Mm -hmm. to me, and I can be demonstrative. So, something will happen, or I'll see someone, or you rejoice with someone, and or it's a time that you're in worship or thinking about Jesus, and it's very spontaneous or easy to celebrate. And then there are times that I feel like, and you guys have hit on it too, where it feels like more of a choice, Mm -hmm. more of a habit, more of a discipline. And so I'd love to hear just from your experiences, do you resonate with that? And how do you see the distinctions or significance between maybe, and these are my words, spontaneous celebration (laughs) versus a a disciplined celebration? Mm -hmm. What do you think about that?
2: Yeah. So I think sort of, as I was mentioning earlier, just how we can feel joy based off our life circumstances. And that is, that's still so, it's awesome, but also there are times when we don't have an easy life or things are stressful. And so during those times, I think that it's really important to, um, like I said, just focus on who he is. And I actually, I wrote down some verses from Psalms that have been um, meaningful to me recently. he says, My soul refuses to be comforted. When I remember God, I moan. When I meditate, my spirit faints. And then a few verses later, towards the end of the psalm, he says, But I will remember the deeds of the Lord. Yes, I will remember your wonders of old. I will ponder all your work and meditate your mighty deeds. Your way, O oh God, is holy. What God is great like our God. And so I just mm-hmm. think it's really cool how he starts by saying, like, I refuse to be comforted. Like there's nothing that mm-hmm. um, there's nothing that can make me feel joyful. But then he ends by saying like, I will remember the deeds of the Lord. And so I think that's definitely spontaneous versus um, that's a discipline. Great that's a good example mm-hmm. of the discipline side
1: of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about, I feel like birthdays. I love to celebrate birthdays and those are very spontaneous. <laughs> you know, I'm, My mom always did a great job celebrating my birthday when I was little. And so I love to do that for the girls. And um, I think holidays too are just fun. Like um, for Valentine's Day, for example, we always make um, hi hat cupcakes, which are their homemade cupcake. And it's, this, it's, it's the best tasting recipe and the hardest cupcake recipe ever. I mean, to get them to stay together and whatever, but they turn out perfect for this. Then you make homemade marshmallow, which takes a really long time. And then you dip them in chocolate. And it makes this lovely... It makes everything better. It, it does. <laughs> and so, you know, that's a fun way to like spontaneous sort of celebrate. Like every year we have those things to look forward to. Um, I think too, something that as I've thought about, like what are spontaneous things, really fun things to celebrate. I've had several friends who have prayed and waited a long time for a baby. And then when they finally get pregnant and have their baby, Um, or one friend that we prayed for for a while had twins, and it was just so exciting. So that is very spontaneous and easy to me, and just such a joy and such a reminder every time you see them of like, I remember praying for you for several years when you couldn't have a baby, and now look what God has given you, and that's a real joy. Um, I also love celebrating women's ministry. I love seeing what God is doing through women's ministry at our church and just around town um, and seeing how... I love seeing women study the Bible. I love this podcast. I love all the different things we do. And then seeing that stretch out into um, college ministry and youth ministry and things like that. Um, another thing I was thinking of is when Olivia got into Baylor, we were so excited. Um, <laughs> and that was very... We celebrated. And then we, we took a hard pivot to TCU. because <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I had my
2: heart set on Baylor. I mm-hmm. wanted to go there so bad and I actually I needed a transfer scholarship to be able to go there. And I actually found out that I did not get it like two minutes before I was supposed to play piano for women in the word. Oh no. And um Misty Denman was so sweet. She sat down with me and I was crying, of course. And she's like I was like, I totally trust God, but I'm just so sad. She's like, that's okay. You can totally trust the Lord. <laughs> yeah. And be thankful, but still be really sad. And so that's always just stuck with me. Yeah. But um it definitely did pivot to being so celebratory that I'm at TCU. I've yeah. made so many great friends and um it's been I've been really thankful for this season. So
1: yeah, it's been, it's been really fun to see. Cause I, of course we were so disappointed for her because we wanted her to get to go where she wanted to go. Um, but I think Travis and I got dinner with Olivia, like after she'd been there like a week and a half and she was just glowing and just <laughs> loving it. And, you know, college is just great for her. And so it's been really fun. And recently for my other daughter, um, just because they're at different stages, um, it's been really fun to find things to celebrate with her too. And she applied and got a job all on her own. And it was so fun to get to celebrate with her, um, getting those. And so I think it's always easy to celebrate your kids or your friends and family, um, and it's fun to look for those opportunities because life is hard, so we need fun things to celebrate. That's what I think, anyway. <laughs>
0: well, I'm kind of the same way about that. I mean, yes, it is very much an honor to get to grieve with other people, uh, truly, but I think like most people want to celebrate their joy with you, and it's pretty contagious. It is, <laughs> and so Even if it's a birthday or a promotion or a deadline that you met yes. or a... A test that you took and did well on or or whatever it is to look for not just joy in your own life, but to look for joy in other people's yes. lives, mm-hmm. yeah, in external circumstances, but also to look for God at work in other mm-hmm. people's lives and celebrate that with them. I think celebration can be contagious, absolutely. and mm-hmm. so for me, I'm like, if somebody has something good, like, I want in on it. yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, if we're having a party or celebrating and by party, I mean, talking about something good that happened. (laughs) I'm like, that makes me feel great. That reminds me of who God is. That reminds me of His character. It reminds me that I don't have to just celebrate God's goodness to me personally. I can celebrate His goodness to each of you Mm -hmm. and to other people in our lives. And I think it's such a gift. I think celebrating with and for other people is such a gift. It is. Yes, absolutely. And I definitely think that
2: not only being celebratory with other believers, but also non-believers is really important. I think that living in an attitude of celebration is so important in how we reflect Christ to others, because even if our lives are hard and we don't have to try to cover that up or pretend that nothing's wrong, but I've found myself guilty a lot of just complaining all of the time or um, just like having things that are joyful, but not focusing on them. And so, um, yeah, I think that if we're trying to you know, share the gospel and tell other people that we have a lot of hope in God and that we have joy in Him, but we aren't living that out at all, then we're not reflecting Christ well to other people. So I love that you were saying that and just like sharing joy with other people Mm -hmm. and celebration, because I think that's really so, so important.
0: Yeah. I think it really is a great way to represent Christ or to point out how much He matters to you, both to step into and celebrate with someone else instead of being jealous, Mm -hmm. to demonstrate. for sure. Yeah trust in celebration of God's goodness when things are hard, but to also praise God when something goes well. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I would have thought about how celebration can be helpful in evangelism or showing other people who yeah. Jesus is. And I think that's a that's really a interesting thought. insight. It is. Yeah, I like
2: that. Yeah, I've been convicted of that a lot recently just in, I mean, coming to TCU, I went from my friend group being like entirely church kids to having a lot of people who aren't believers and just um, feeling, you know very responsible for the way that I'm reflecting Christ and mm-hmm. um, like the way that I'm sharing him with others through my actions, especially. So. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's awesome.
0: What other, I mean, certainly that was one, mm-hmm. but what other benefits either personally or from ministry do you guys see in regards to celebration? What stories do you have about how celebration has been beneficial in some way? hmm
1: Well, I think it just points to God's goodness. And I think that we need to be reminded of that. Um, And it reminds us even in a world and life that is full of hard things that He is with us and He loves us. And I think that really honors Him, which He wants us to do that. And so... I think that that is super important. I think, too, it lifts our head when we're in a hard season. Um, when my grandmother, who I was super close to, passed away years ago. And we actually lived in Ohio, so it felt very far away. And um, and then my dad unexpectedly passed away a couple years ago. And it was incredibly comforting to me both times and continues to be that I know that I get to celebrate with them in heaven one day mm-hmm. um, and I get to be with them again. And that gives me so much joy and peace because... I miss them, you know, and I want to be able to have a conversation and things like that. And so that um, is really comforting to me to know. Um, I think also it just helps people feel loved and cared for. And I think that they need that. And I know I need that. And we all do. Um, And I love to encourage others. I think there's nothing more encouraging than celebrating something that is in their life. I mean, that's just a really fun thing to do. And it just brings joy. And we all need joy. And so Mm -hmm. it's a very fun thing. (laughs) Wherever we can find it, we should do it. (laughs)
2: Yeah, for me, I think one of the big benefits of celebration that I've seen in my life is just peace and comfort and a feeling of just, I don't know if this is the right word, but rightness. Like, um, It just feels right to praise Him. And uh, so many times, I keep using worship team as an example, but it's such a big part of my life. Keep um, using it. Yeah. I've walked into band practice just feeling really down and not knowing how I'm going to get through it or just feeling like I don't Like celebration, I don't feel like having conversations with people, but um, I always leave feeling so refreshed and joyful, and not because my life changed at all or because I feel less stressed about things, but just doing what we were created to do, which is to bring glory to God and to love Him and celebrate Him. Like, we find so much rest and peace in that because, like, that's where He made us to find our rest and our peace and our joy. And so, I've always just really loved that, and getting to see, like, how if I search for Join other things, it it never satisfies me like celebrating him and worshiping him does. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah, no one's inviting me to be on the worship team tomorrow, but I will say this music is a real key to celebration for me. It's not the only way to celebrate by any means, but to when things are great, not just say, Oh, things are great and turn away from the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like say things are great and Turn on that great praise song yeah. and praise God. And when things are hard, I don't want to turn away from the Lord. Uh-huh. then either yeah. to like play the praise song. I'm notorious for getting a song like, and it's it's different. But I'll get a song and I'll pray it, play it fifty times in a row without <laughs> another song, like for days on end. And I'm like, I'm glad it's just me having to listen to this because mm-hmm. someone else might tell me to turn it off. <laughs> if I'm not ready to turn it off yet. <laughs> but in both the good seasons and the bad seasons, it helps that celebration because it's important in both. Yes, for sure. absolutely. Well, I had a question that I thought might be fun as we conclude. One, if there were any other thoughts you guys wanted to share about celebration, but because we've talked about celebrating Jesus, and that's something that we do at Easter, but that's also something we do year-round. And we're not recording this a couple days after Easter. We're recording it (laughs) a few weeks before Easter, but... Jesus is alive, and we can celebrate Him now. (laughs) And so even though we'll be listening back to ourselves two days after Easter, on this recording day, as you think about Jesus and either today or recently, Kate, what is something you'd love to just celebrate about Jesus today?
1: Yeah, you know, I was thinking of His unique and personal care for me. He has really done that a lot recently. um, And big, obvious ways. And I love the way He cares for us all so individually, because I think, one, that shows that there is a God and that He loves us, um, and we don't have to do something to earn that. He just loves us. Um, His gentle kindness has been very specific to me, and it's made me feel incredibly loved in that I know that He sees me and He sees where I am. And I want to celebrate that in a big way. And I think it's—I was thinking about, I think it's easy to have big feelings— About hard or sad things um, and put a lot of focus on those. But I want to also put a lot of thought into God and who He is and His love for me. I want to have big feelings, you know, about like joyful things and celebrating because I think we all sort of, it's easier to have hard or sad thoughts, you know, that kind of keep coming up. But I want to replace those with celebratory things about who God is and what He's done for me and His love for me and others. And so that has been really fun to get to see and to think about recently.
2: Yeah, I love that. Um, One thing that I just have been celebrating God for recently is just His creation and Mm. how cool and awesome and just incredible it is. like whether it's like I had a conversation with a friend the other day about all of the insane sea creatures mm. like they're so cool they're <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> weird like That's what on that earth in a long time <laughs> I love that like he's so creative and wise in the way that he made everything fit together and mm. how like the whole ecosystem it just it blows my mind and so I just have been very um, celebratory of him and the way that he created the earth recently I think mm. it's really
0: really cool it is. definitely shows his power. Mm-hmm. I love that. I, that just really makes me smile. <laughs> well, I love the thought of celebrating and celebrating year round, but also just thinking it's kind of fun to record these podcasts a few weeks before Easter mm-hmm. because it's just made me start thinking about some of those themes yes. earlier than usual. Mm-hmm. And I kind of love it. Yeah. And so I look back through. Actually, last night I pulled up the lyrics to Christ the Lord Has Risen today. I will not be singing it. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia P there's a piano right yeah. behind me right now. If you don't want to turn around and play, that's all right. And I'll carry the mic over there, but I will not be singing it. <laughs> but I was just reading through some of the lyrics because I mean there is brokenness in me and around us, and there is hard and there's difficulty, but there is a battle, and a fight over sin and death that Jesus has won. Mm -hmm. And I was reading some of the lines. It says, love's redeeming, work is done, fought the fight, the battle won, death in vain forbids him rise, Christ has opened paradise. And I just think his redeeming work on the cross and the resurrection is done. And that is what makes a way for us to have a relationship with Christ, for us to be able to see Him and know Him as He is, for us to be able to have His power, the Holy Spirit indwelling us so that we can serve, so that we mm-hmm. can be a part of these things. And that is the hope in the midst of our difficulty, and that is the hope in the midst of our days when it's easier to celebrate, mm-hmm. that Jesus is alive, He is resurrected, and we celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Okay, let me close this in a prayer of okay. praise. Jesus, you are powerful and sovereign and kind, and you gave of yourself and you conquered sin and death. All praise and glory to you. We are so grateful for both the cross and the resurrection and that that and who you are color us and our lives year round. I pray that we would all be women who spontaneously celebrate, and also celebrate through disciplined choice. Because who you are is, as Olivia was saying, it is right for us to praise you, and it is so freeing and comforting, and you are due all the praise that we could give to you. Jesus, it's in your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thanks for listening. For more episodes, be sure to follow Encouraged in Equip.